would find Batman and Robin, as the name might lead you to expect, but instead was a recreational facility for baseball enthusiasts. Each of two dozen batting cages sported a pitching machine, the standard 60 feet from home plate, where the participant dug in and took his cuts for a predetermined period of time. They supplied bats, of course, but Kramer brought his own, a Louisville slugger he'd picked out of an extensive display at a sporting goods store on Broadway. It was a little heavier than average, and he liked the way it was balanced. It just felt right in his hands. Also, there was something to be said for having the same bat every time. He didn't have to adjust to a new piece of lumber. He brought along cleated baseball shoes, too, which made it easier to establish his stance in the batter's box. The boat-neck shirt and sweatpants he wore didn't sport any team logo, which would have struck him as ridiculous. But they were otherwise not unlike what the pros wore, for the freedom of movement they afforded. Kramer wore a baseball cap, too. He'd found it in the back of his closet, had no idea where it came from, and recognized the embroidered logo as that of an advertising agency that had gone out of business some fifteen years ago. It must have come into his possession as some sort of corporate party favor, and he must have tossed it in his closet instead of tossing it in the trash and now it had turned out to be useful. You could set the speed of the pitching machine, and Kramer set it at slow at the beginning of each Tuesday session, turned it to medium about halfway through, and finished with a few minutes of fast pitching. He was, not surprisingly, better at getting his bat on the slower pitches. A fastball, even when you knew it was coming, was hard for a man his age to connect with. Still, he hit most of the medium-speed pitches, some solidly, some less so. And he always got some wood on some of the fastballs, when every once in a while he'd meet a high-speed pitch solidly, his body turning into the ball just right, and the satisfaction of seeing the horsehide sphere leap from his bat was enough to cast a warm glow over the entire morning's work. His best efforts, he realized, were line drives a major league center fielder would gather in without breaking a sweat. But so what? He wasn't having fantasies of showing up in Sarasota during spring training aiming for a tryout. He was a 68-year-old retired businessman keeping in shape and filling his hours. And when he got a hold of one, well, it felt damn good. Walking home, carrying the bat and wearing the ball cap, with a pleasant ache in his lats and delts and triceps, well, that felt pretty good too. Wednesdays provided a very different sort of exercise. Physically, he'd probably got the most benefit from the walk there and back, a couple of miles from his door to the Murray Street premises of the downtown gun club. The hour he devoted to rifle and pistol practice demanded no special wardrobe, and he wore whatever street clothes suited the season, along with the pair of ear protectors the club was happy to provide. As a member, he could also use one of the club's guns, but hardly anyone did. Like his fellows, Kramer kept his own guns at the club, thus obviating him of the need to obtain a carry permit for them. The license to own a weapon and maintain it at a recognized marksmanship facility was pretty much a formality, and Kramer had obtained it with no difficulty. He owned three guns, a deer rifle, a twenty-two caliber target pistol, and a hefty three fifty-seven Magnum revolver. Typically, he fired each gun for half an hour 
pumping lead at, and occasionally into, a succession of paper targets. He could vary the distance of the targets and naturally chose the greatest distance for the rifle, the least for the magnum. But he would sometimes bring the targets in closer, for the satisfaction of grouping his shots closer, and would sometimes increase the distance in order to give himself more of a challenge. Except for basic training some fifty years ago, he'd never had a gun in his hand, let alone fired one. He'd always thought it was something he might enjoy, and in retirement he'd proved the suspicion true. He liked squeezing off shots with the rifle, liked the balance and precision of the target pistol, and even liked the nasty kick of the big revolver and the sense of power that came with it. His eye was better some days than others, his hand steadier, but all in all it seemed to him that he was improving. Every Wednesday on the long walk home, he felt he'd accomplished...